Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Frank Bodan, New York Daily Record. Hello, sir. Welcome back. Steve, happy Friday to you, man. Happy Friday. What a glorious day. Well, beautiful out. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure it is. In York, 54 and pouring down rain. Oh, probably the same where you are. Absolutely. I mean, the only benefit of this is you feel like you get fly toward the green and it's going to hold. All right. Uh, <laughs> of course, you got gotcha. I'm not a golfer, but I, I hear you on that. You're going to be okay. soaking wet by the time you get up there, but yes. Sure. All right. There are so many issues right now to deal with. Uh, so let's get through a couple of your thoughts on some of the ideas and and some of the solutions. Transfer Portal, they are proposing, the American Football Coaches Association, and Todd Berry, of course, is uh, the leader of, of that group, that they have two transfer portal windows. One would be the final Sunday of November that would lead up to National Letter of Intent Day in December, and the other one would be April 15th to May 1st. Now, it doesn't mean you have to wrap up all your business in that time, but those would be the two times you could put your name into the portal. Is that a good idea? Yeah, I mean, I I would think so. I mean, I, you need a little bit of – it's become such a freewheeling business between this and NIL that it just seems a little out of control right now with player movement. <laughs> so if there's something that kind of makes guys, you know, hey, I can't just do this anytime I want, there's actually maybe some more thought process in it from both sides you know the player and the the player and the teams you know it's a good idea to me i mean on the unless you can prove it otherwise i think there just needs to be some type of right you know restrictions going forward with both these things right uh yeah that's one now another one they're talking about is keeping it at 85 but because of the portal you could, you know, let's, let, let's say either through eligibility or graduation, you lose 20, you lose three to the draft, and you lose 10 to the portal. Well, you've lost 33 players. And so right. now you're sitting at 52, and you're allowed to have 25. Uh, they're saying, hey, the heck with the 25 part. The cap is just 85, and if you have to recruit 33 during the course of a, a time frame to do it, you can't. What do you think about that idea? I mean, without studying it, sure. Why not? I mean, it makes sense. You have to have 85. Got, and you see, here's the thing. I mean, Penn State hasn't lost a lot of guys right. at any one time, especially big-time contributors. Right. But other teams have. Yes. Right? I mean, see, and that's the thing. is I don't know if Penn State fans would really understand if this is important or not, but I think for other schools it's really affected them. Well, so, it's about yeah. to affect Pitt. I mean, let's face it. Right. I mean, it is. And I think, you know, there's going to, if you're going to let guys kind of walk at any point, then I think, yeah, you do have to have kind of a measure to help protect the situation as well, right? If you're going to let them go, six, seven, eight of them, ten can go at one point, then you have to do something for the team that suddenly. I mean, and, and this isn't maybe a port, this isn't a portal issue, but look at Penn State. I mean, with offensive linemen in the spring, mm-hmm. there's not enough of them. 
not because of this, but you could see where maybe this could, this thing could, that could do something like this to a team, right? All of a sudden, mm-hmm. five, six guys left, and you don't have enough players at a position to have your, your practice almost. Sir. Right, exactly. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Penn State did, Penn State actually has 12 offensive linemen on the roster, but right. you know, not everybody was available. Uh, so, all right, the one I can't come up with any ideas for is name, image, and likeness. And they're, now they're, they're saying the NCAA has to do something. Frank, I have no solutions on this because I feel like now you have the opportunity to make some money. You, can't, you feel like you can't take it away. Right. I mean, maybe it's, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you think that you'd want to control – or somehow have some kind of control over teams just poaching players. Right. Regards. Now, but how do you do that? Um, and is there some type of monetary limit that is imposed upon? But I, I don't know. I mean, how do you control these things? I mean, I think most people understand the idea that, hey, they should be able, players should be able to earn money and make some compensation off of what they do. Right. But then once you do the good thing, how do you control that thing? And that's what you're saying. You don't have an answer for because, you know, um, Penn State is not going to act the same way in, in such a regard with this type of a situation than other schools are. But because they may not, meaning that it may not be exactly their belief or the way they want to do business, if they don't, though, that puts them behind in a sport like football. Yeah. Possibly. So how do you, how do you, you know, how do you do that? I mean, what's going on with USC? And um, I'm not saying anything's wrong there, or, but it just seems like suddenly guys want to go there, and there's money there, and and um, it's not the same. You don't get the same feel at Penn State, right? I mean, you don't. Right. You wouldn't look from the outside and think, "Wow, these guys want to go to Penn State." Suddenly, why do they want to go there? Yeah. Because of the, a money opportunity, I, I don't think anybody's thinking that, and I'm not saying anybody's breaking any rules. But I mean, there's just a different feel between different organizations. I mean, Texas A&M already won a recruiting contest because of this, really, yes, right? That's right. So, wow. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a plan for you. <laughs> Nobody does. I don't. I don't. They, they, uh, when it came to the playoff, I talked you know, months before they even came out with it about twelve. Uh, when it came to the this, the portal, I said you need to have specific windows to do, and they need to be tighter. I mean, you know, so at least I was on the air talking about potential solutions. When it comes to this, I don't have one. <laughs> okay, right? Because it just smacks to me as when you would twenty, thirty years ago, boosters controlling especially maybe in the South and different areas, controlling players coming there. I mean, everybody's heard stories, if you've lived long enough, about recruits (laughs) and what they were offered by places, right? I mean, Yeah. And this is not much different. Yeah. Um, Legal, so to to speak. You know, the envelope in the locker, the car in the parking lot with the envelope in the glove compartment. Sure. I mean, we've heard stories. But you know what? You know, I mean, here's the other thing about it is, is that even 40 years ago, you know, I can think of a guy from our area that would tell stories about this was a big time football recruit, say, like early 70s. And he would tell you what 
other schools tried to do to get him to go, but he didn't go. He didn't take the Camaro and the money. So I don't know if that's always going to be the case. And do you want the guy, do you want the player that is going to make his decision based on that? Right. You know, from Penn State's perspective, who I think certainly recruits a certain type of kid to some, you know, certainly. Do you sure. want the kid that's yeah. going to put everything they have? So James Franklin says you can throw the perfect recruiting pitch and still lose a kid. But then I wonder if if you do that and you lose that kid because of money, is that, I don't know, it makes you wonder if that's really the kid for you. Right, and, and that, that's, you know, that's exactly right. I mean, there's uh, shades of that. I'm not saying he's not, but and I'm not saying that that's just the way you'd but it makes you wonder a little bit, right? Because if that's the kid that's going to base everything he wants on that perspective, maybe that's not the best team player. Maybe that's not the guy who's well, going to fight right. through it when times are tough. You right. know, I'm, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I, hear, I hear you. What do you think of the draft? Hey, let's get to something that's fun. What do you think of the draft? <laughs> the way it played well, out. Um, I think the the opening rounds went like Penn State perspective wise is kind of what I was focused on. I think it kind of went probably as you would expect. I mean, Jahan Dotson, great. You know, you knew teams wanted him, and I think that was all. Basically, you know, he got what he should have got. People, I mean, he could be. He's going to be more productive than some of the other guys probably at least a couple chosen above him and some of the, he, he's going to be a great pro and I kind of think a Bobby Ingram type of career maybe for him yeah, he I, stays healthy. you know I agree with you that, 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 that sounds right they're both they're both so, Bobby Ingram and, and Jahan Dotson both so smooth the way they and play the game yeah and, the, and their mentality and not superstar type of guy not even like Alan Robinson maybe type of player but right. Could see Jahan being there for 10, 12 years and just very consistently very good. Yeah. And um, and then once it got down, I mean, you know, eight guys drafted. That's no matter how you look at it, that's kind of an, I mean, that's impressive. It is, and a couple really good free agents. I mean, Drew Hartlob's a guy from our area that we write a lot about because he's from York County. And um, but there's going to be guys like him that are going to have opportunities. Drafted or not, yeah, that he, right. He's going down to Carolina, so joining a bunch of other guys. And I like Rasheed Walker in the sense that you know I could see you know people talk about him moving to guard. That could be open doors for maybe him in yeah. his NFL career. Maybe tackle isn't going to be the best place for him as it turned out, even at the end of his college career in the pros. Maybe this could be a really good move and a fit for him. And by the way, he goes to a team that has a really good reputation with how they work with offensive linemen. Because Green Bay is really good at it. Really yeah. good at it. And it helps him a lot. You know, it's interesting, Jahan Dotson and Jaquan Brisker are two logical candidates that could have gone last year. You know, there's two ways, Frank, to bet on yourself. One is, I'm betting on myself, I'm going now. You know, like Brandon Smith, after three years, he was betting on himself, he's going now. Or you can bet on yourself saying, you know what, I know I can improve my lot. I'm going to show everybody. And doggone, I, Dotson and Brisker did that. And I thought they did a great job of betting on themselves by actually going back to school. 
Absolutely. And I i don't know. I just have always been in agreement that that's the way. And James Franklin talks about this all the time. Unless you're going to be, what, a first or a second round pick. Right. Come back. Well, there's reason. I think no matter what, if you do well and you put your you are going to be able to benefit yourself in the draft. I think the guys that come out early, like Brandon Smith, I think he definitely could have gained from playing another year of college football. But then mm-hmm. I think it goes to other things, right? Yeah. I mean, does the kid want to be in school for another year? Does he, you know, beyond helping himself in the draft? Because I think guaranteed guys like him will help themselves in the draft, but then they still got to go through a whole other year of going to college and playing college football and taking classes. I think maybe just a lot of uh, some of these kids don't want to do that anymore. Right. There are various circumstances. A, uh, they think they're ready. Uh, Let me say this about Brandon Smith for a moment. I'm going to go back to early November. And I'm at practice, and Brent Pry comes up to me before it's about to begin. He says to me, he says, he says, did you hear about Brandon Smith? I said, no. He says, Mel Kuyper Jr. put out his mock draft. He's got him as the 23rd-ranked player in the draft. He said, going the 23rd pick overall. Right. Now, this is November. And I said, really? Right. So when a young person hears that cuz you don't think like it, it came out of nowhere that only Brent knew <laughs> okay right. Right. he knows his family knows so that you know it, it what it does is it gets the gears going as to you know what your value might be and you never know about the, you know somebody's home situation i'm not, not saying this has nothing to do with Brandon Smith but you know somebody's home situation financially, they might need it. You know, you don't know any of that. No, in the NFL, I mean, it's it, maybe I'm, I'm I'm wrong, but it seems like there's more value in your physical possibilities and your testing and what they can maybe see you as down the road than what type of polished player you are, even so to speak. That you get there's more value in that. So a guy like him with his physical possibilities. People are going to want him, yeah. and he knows that. So does it matter to him? I mean, I don't know. To me, it would matter. Like, I would think if I have those possibilities and I could be a first-round draft pick, because I don't think by the – I don't know. Maybe by the time he had to make his decision, they were still looking at that. Well, exactly. Think, exactly. I, you know, I don't know. I just – I didn't think I saw him as a first-round draft pick linebacker, but – um if people are telling you that, yeah, sure, right. I guess that's you know, and it's not like the the person that wrote it has anything to do with where you're drafted, but you know that's what you have to go on at that point. You know, mock drafts and things like that, uh, because to me, if you're, you know, I've talked about this many times, where if you know if you're a first round pick in the NBA or you're a top three round pick in the NFL, you have to play your way out of the league because they're always you're going to get a lot of extra chances. If you're four through seven or round two in the NBA, you got to play your way in to get that second contract. So I mean, that's the, you know that's the spot you're in, and it's what your process like your future is like. You you made mention like Brisker and Dotson had the ability to help themselves yes. by another year. Yep. I think Brandon Smith could have done that same thing. Yeah. But if you can't help yourself, if maybe you think this is all the better I can be for the NFL, then that could also weigh in yeah. why you should go now. Yeah, that's a good right? point. Because if you don't, you know, and maybe like Miles Sanders, you're a running back, and yeah. 
you know, you're going to be drafted pretty high, but maybe not the first round. But it's like running backs take a beating. So maybe you don't care so much about being the top five pick because I just ran for 2,000 yards or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're trying to look at the future and helping yourself and keeping healthy. And, you know, so you just go. You know, you just go. Always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Hey, thanks. Uh, you know, it's always great talking with you, Frank. Thanks, thanks a lot for your no, time. I really appreciate it. All the very best, too, for you.